the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Here goes nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 11, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the man I once wanted to name after a bridge, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Oh, look at that. You're back on track with it, huh? You found something. I'm trying. You, do, are you aware of the story? I don't think yeah, we... Zakem, right? Yes. yes. Zakem? When you were uh, transitioning from uh, the Brian Buffet persona, if that is a persona, yes. um, you, we were trying to come up with uh, the brain trust of Chaotic Wrestling, uh, Pants and Mako, as we, as we have talked about in the Warbeard podcast. The three of us were trying to come up with names for you, and we thought it should be a singular name, like a Vader, like a something, like a one name that pow hits you right in the kisser. And that's uh, I came up with Zakem, as a, as in the Zakem Bridge in Boston, Massachusetts, and somehow that did just not that did not pass muster. And so somehow my career went on without using that name. Now, did you turn this down, or 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 was this proposed to you? I was brought up to me I, I didn't really like it no i can't say that i did <laughs> you, what, you don't you don't feel like a zakem no not really <laughs> not really I, I remember going through all sorts of uh hey but you know let's not give this all away mike this could be another podcast well that really? could be another themed podcast oh my goodness the many the many faces of uh many potential faces of brian malonis Yes, and and you're looking uh, lovely today with your uh, your your tan. You're working on a nice tan. tan there. Yes, I'm very red. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, hey, hey, go easy on me. Uh, I'm sunburnt, Mike. I'm sore. I'm tired. I was at a pig roast yesterday. I ate pig tongue. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I played cornhole and. My right arm feels like it's gonna fall off. Yeah, so. you're, you're clutching it to your side there, like like like. It's you're killing se- me. You're still selling. You're it's still selling. Selling? It. No, it's killing me. <laughs> I like woke me up like four times last night. 
Every time I moved, it's devastating. Well, um, I'm glad you're still able to uh, do your part here on the wrestling podcast about nothing, despite injury. I'm a trooper, Mike. I'm right. not gonna. Hey, tomorrow, America's birthday. How about that, huh? Or today, if, if you're listening. Well, to that's this, right. When this is released, yeah, July 4th. You thought the wrestling podcast? Well, nothing's gonna take a vacation. I don't think so. No, no, they're there with the grill. They're flipping their burgers. They get the wrestling podcast. Flipping and flopping. On. <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, yes, happy Independence Day to everyone out there in the uh, in the WPAN uh, family is it a yeah, family? it's probably a family at this point uh, we're right. not quite up to universe status yet <laughs> yes. Yes. someday though someday brian okay this podcast is available every monday on itunes podbean stitcher google play TuneIn radio and of course bdaradio.com now we ask please do something for the wrestling podcast about nothing subscribe to the feed on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and take a minute and write us a five-star review because it really helps us out gets us in front of more people gets us more listeners and then we'll get us millions and millions of dollars sometime down the line you're saying millions Uh, millions yes (laughs) it really gets us out there so please do us a personal favor make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and review us on iTunes or anywhere else you're listening to this podcast right now. Okay, today's show, a very special edition, a very special holiday edition. Yes, Brian. I think yeah, in the spirit of uh, you know, the old school days of getting, you know, the holiday weekends, maybe piling in the family station wagon and hitting the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about road stories. Tales from those long drives to faraway lands. To uh, be Her- a part like of this Harrington, Maine. <laughs> yes, to be a part of this uh, wrestling business, the things that we did. I mean, what we didn't get in cold hard cash, we got in stories and tales and funny and sad learning experiences. Learning experiences. We'll get into that. And those stories uh, we've kept inside for so long, and we're going to let them out. All of the secrets. All of the. The, the the grit and the grime. Yes. Uh, Everything that's just stayed between us and our pals driving those uh, we're long... We're going to out them now. No secrets here. <laughs> yes, yes. Our listeners come first. Indeed, they do. Okay, so we're going to get into all that stuff, plus a promo about nothing and a lot more. But before... We get into all of that. Let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bailey Dating App? You're going to... You're la- yeah, you want me to laugh? Yeah. Look at, look at he's, he's, he's cracking up over there. Look at him. He's cracking up. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a Bailey dating app if I were if I were single. I mean, you know, right? But but we're we're not single. We married. We would have no use for that. Um, no, you cannot get a date with the darling of NXT on BDARadio.com. But you can get the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC. Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDARadio.com. No hugs, just dumb lugs. See what you did there, huh? You See like what that? You did there? Just a bunch of big dumb animals over here at BDARadio.com. But uh, don't let that stop you. Head over there and check out all the greatness, all the news, and all the uh, broads over there at BDARadio.com. There's, there's lots of broads. There are. 
Okay, so how are we going to start this special holiday road story edition of the WPAN? Well, the first thing I kind of threw out, you know, I compiled a list this morning. Uh, I think my very first ever, like, like true wrestling road trip. Pretty is a pretty interesting tale. Okay, uh, may, or, may or may not have been uh, with an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, I think I know of whom you're speaking. We'll respect his anonymity. We will. We will. So, but but if anybody uh, who who knows, uh, a lot of people listening to this are probably going to know who the hell it is. But out of respect, I'm not going to say his name in case. They, so those of you that don't, I don't know. Maybe you have to ask me in person. Oh. So uh, so this this is remember. Um, so Tom Pritchard. Used to come for camps. Uh, yeah, to the to chaotic, chaotic, the chaotic training center. Yes, and then also to IWF in New Jersey, which was run by Kevin Knight. And then he also We've had talked a, about him before, right? Yeah, and then we, he also had a relationship with Jim Kettner of Delaware. And this was good because this will transition in, into some of our other stories we have. Right, right. Um, and Jim Kettner ran the ECWA for many, you. many years. One of the most respected, uh, longest running organizations. Super Eight tournament, the Super Eight tournament. Yeah, that's like the origin of the uh, Cruiserweight Classic that we're seeing now you, he did probably the first cruiserweight type tournament right. yeah if you don't know what the super eight is google it it's pretty awesome i and mean i may or may not have uh, made an appearance in one of them as you say the first fat guy first and only <laughs> fat guy <laughs> it's in the record books <laughs> documented yes indeed okay but, uh, so go ahead so yeah so um, my, my first ever road trip we're going out to new jersey patterson new jersey uh, the, this school, uh, just to kind of give you a, a very reputable school, very good school, uh, Darren Young of WWE fame. The Bone uh, Crusher. Yes, uh, came out of this school. He was, uh, matter of fact, the show that night, he slammed me. Really? Uh, yes, quite easily. Um, <laughs> so I kind of knew we were in trouble when I first got there, and uh, all of a sudden we're going in my car, which was not discussed. We were going in his car, but now we're going in my car. And maybe my car wasn't so good at the time. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's a story about that later where we can talk about this car. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're going to Jersey. Uh, you know, so he, he puts his gear bag in the trunk and he comes up to the front. And he has a, like a duffel, not duffel bag, like a backpack with him. Uh, I would say we're maybe 10 minutes into the trip down the road, uh, maybe just kind of starting to hit the highway. And all of a sudden he reaches into the bag. Pulls out, uh, pulls out a couple of pulls out an ice cold beer, cracks it open, starts <laughs> drinking it right in my front seat. Two cans of uh, of uh, liquidy whip, whip ass, right? I kind of do uh, one of those turns where okay, and 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 at this point, I'm like, I'm super green. I've just started. This guy is. Uh, been around for quite some time uh he is one of chaotic wrestling's top guys he's a veteran quote-unquote at the set the wrestling school a uh, guy who's done stuff for wwe so i'm putting a rock in a hard place now <laughs> within 10 minutes of my first ever road trip putting a rock in a hard place well and and i mean this is commonplace back in the day in the i mean the 70s and, and early 80s i'm sure so this uh, i mean what's the big deal yeah what's the big what's the big deal well thank god we didn't get pulled over because like i said this dude nice 12 pack sitting in sitting in his backpack um so now it's about from where we live it's probably about like a four and a half hour trip and uh, I would say he probably kills about eight of those beers over the course of our trip down there. Now this is a this is a, a one day trip. You're going down there. Right. We, we yeah, pick the show, him up in the morning, back. going to the show, coming right back, turning right back around for a whopping twenty five bucks. Ooh! And uh, to top it all off, I drove uh, four and a half hours one way 
to wrestle the guy that I drove with in a five-minute <laughs> match, a guy who I've wrestled numerous times, and uh, you know, turn around and get back. Um, so during the course of the show now, he finishes his beers. During the course of the drive or during the course of the uh, During the course of the show now. Okay. So he keeps sneaking back out to the car and, and killing the rest of his beers. Uh, so I wrestle him or whatever. He may or may not have been half in the bag. The match was terrible, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you know, now we're starting to drive back. And uh, he starts kind of jonesing for some more alcohol. Yes. Uh, yes. So this is now, well, this is 11, Feening, perhaps. north of 11 o'clock. So we now start getting off exits looking for either restaurants open, which there was none, and we couldn't find any stores. So we wasted over an hour looking for for a place for him to acquire some beer. And at this point now, it's after midnight. He's not getting alcohol anywhere. And the rest of the, the trip just proceeds to talk about fiending, like fiending for alcohol. It's thirsty. <laughs> Very thirsty. Two, two talls and a small. <laughs> but that was my first ever wrestling road trip. Four and a half hours, one way, 25 bucks, dude drinking in my front seat, wasting an hour on the way home because he wants more booze. So right away I'm like, well, Jesus, maybe these road trips aren't quite for uh, are quite for me. That sounds like nothing to me. That's I mean he wasn't drinking and driving. Very true. He's, He's very he was very responsible. He was just drinking while I was driving. There you go. I mean he didn't he didn't try to take the wheel or anything. No, of course not. He well because he, he would have to put down his beer and his protein bar. Oh, oh brother. Okay. Um. So that was the first trip. But now, how many trips did you make to? Uh New Jersey for NWF is just three, three or four. I think for for New Jersey, I went with him uh, one time, and then there was a couple I did with uh, the the infamous Arch Kincaid. Yes, who uh, he didn't travel with beer. He traveled with a with tanning oil. Uh, no, it, well th- that too, but a bag full of uh, Diet Pepsi and apples. That's <laughs> right. that's all he consumed on the trip. Diet well. Pepsi and apples and weird conversations and <laughs> quite possibly one of the most obnoxious human beings I've ever encountered in pro wrestling. But, but uh, yeah, it's a very unique individual. Uh, very... Kind of an asshole. Well, I mean, I spent a, a lot of time with him as well, Arch Kincaid. He very was, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Him and, I'd say, John Walters were always doing like uh, stuff for WWE TV and... Uh, I don't know how close they were to getting signed, but if anyone was going to get signed from this area for you know chaotic, especially, it would be one or both of those guys. I think. Right. Yeah. I would. I would say um, in that beginning era of when I started, they were um, they took Aaron Stevens, who's Damian Sandow, right, and then those guys were probably the next two closest to being signed before they signed, you know, um, Billy Kryptonite and uh, Brian Black. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, those guys are always doing always doing stuff. If you uh, want to know what Arch Kincaid was like, the 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 gimmick, the personality, I think there's a little uh, him in in Damian Sandow in terms of that that character, the original character, the intellectual character. I think there was a little bit of Arch in that. I think so. Yeah, that's a fair fair statement. But the, it, I think with Arch Kincaid though, is there never was a freaking off switch. I, I, I found the off switch on, on, on occasion. I never did, and I wanted to strangle him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he... I mean, he would admit... He, and he, think he, he had admitted to me at some point that he probably got hit in the head one, one, one too many times at one point. Um, but, but he definitely... 
he was a, definitely a character in and in out of the ring. Like I took many trips to Delaware. I worked for uh, Kettner for probably a little over a year, maybe closer to two. Um, and like I said, John Walters and Arch were like two of the top guys from this area, and I went down with them a lot. And with always a stop at uh, Gary Michael Capetta's house, the uh, <laughs> yes, the famed uh, former WWF and WCW ring announcer Gary Michael Capetta, hell of a guy. We talked about him before. We talked about uh, him come out with with Todd, with Todd Smith or Todd Hansen, if, if you will. But uh, yeah, he was uh, his gr- wonder, wonderful, uh, wonderful man. Uh, extended some great hospitality to us. Yes, indeed. And and so what we do is we leave probably. The night before, late at night. Yeah, like Friday night, like, like midnight, 1 a.m. type yes, of deal. and to avoid any and all traffic, and we just drive through the night, and we'd get to Gary Michael Capetta's house, which is, I think, somewhere in Jersey, um, at like 3 or 4 in the morning. And uh, then he'd have food waiting for us. I remember one time uh, Arch was uh, on the phone with him, or we were at a, a rest stop or some sort of gas station taking a second on the drive and he said <laughs> and archer starts laughing and, and and he responds to me um he says uh, oh i'm talking to, to gmc on the phone right now and he wants to know if you'd like some uh, sausage sandwiches wow <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is he implying <laughs> i don't know what he was, he was just uh he, he was very taken by the fact that uh gary Literal, literal. No, don't think anything strange. <laughs> literal sausage, sausage with sausage on them. Oh, okay. Would you, would you like okay. some sausage sandwiches? So, uh, yes, Arch. Just I would love some sausage sandwiches. I've never heard of a sausage sandwich before. Well, that's what he was offering, and that's what we uh, gladly accepted. So, so I'm get myself in trouble here. <laughs> so we'd uh, we'd get there, and and, and we'd uh, end up talk sitting around and talking to JMC uh, about uh, what's going on and. He's uh, he's ripping butts <laughs> he is, <laughs> the entire he, time. He enjoys, he enjoys a good ciggy, and uh, we'd sleep for a few hours and get up, and we'd uh, drive on to Delaware. Yeah, well, you know, I, there was one time it was me, you, and Tommaso Ciampa. This is this is the infamous trip here. Yes. So we left the night before. We stopped at GMC's. I think we got there like five thirty six in the morning. He made me a lovely a lovely Thanksgiving sandwich. It was right around. It was right after Thanksgiving time. It was quite lovely, very yes. delicious. Um, we got to bed. I, th- I want to say we got to bed at like seven a.m. because uh, we were up talking with him, and I slept in the the bed. He had a bedroom, like a spare bedroom that had uh, all sorts of like WCW posters or whatever on the wall. Yes, yeah, so Archer would always refer to that room. He'd say, "I'm going to go sleep with Max Payne." That's right, because he was on one of the posters. Yeah, because a poster of Max Payne up there, and and he would always. Uh, I'm going to go sleep with Max Payne, and I will see you in the morning. <laughs> yes. So then I remember, now, we're, the, the the gist of it would be we would leave his house, go to the show, and then drive home all night. Right. Delaware was like a six-hour, six-and-a-half-hour. Six, seven, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. So we're up all night. We're going to be up all night the next night. We get to bed at 7 a.m., and then I remember you and Tommaso waking me up at like 1030 <laughs> in the morning. Because we're going to go find a gym. I'm like, what do you mean yes. we're going to go find it? We just got to bed. We're going to go find a gym. We're going to be up all night tonight. We're going to go to the gym. So we, we go to the gym. I'm miserable. <laughs> completely miserable. At this point, like I was really going to the gym. Like I wasn't like slovenly or anything at that point like i you know i was you know always always been a 300 pounder but i was in you know pretty good shape i had lost a lot of weight <laughs> so 
wasn't the, the fact that we were going to the gym. It was the fact that you two assholes, after we got three hours of sleep, want to go to the gym after when we're going to be up all night the next night. Fitness. It was absurd. It was fitness. Stu- it wasn't fitness. It was stupidity. Oh, come it on. It was stupidity. There's nothing wrong with a little fitness in the morning, especially after a, a long night's drive and eating maybe some uh, some Twinkies and such. You gotta yeah. Well, maybe we should have gone to the gym at like you know like two in the afternoon type thing. No, no, no. You gotta get it. You gotta get up the <laughs> three hours of sleep early. So then, so then we go to the show or whatever. And uh, again, this is my car that probably really shouldn't be taking these sorts of trips. And uh, me and uh, Tommaso are drinking beers in the back, right? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 not no. quite. No, I'm but just uh, on the way back, uh, I believe we were in New Haven, Connecticut. So, like the the longest state. It's not a, not a huge state, but it's but when you're doing these drives, it's the <laughs> longest state. But it's like when you get to Connecticut, like, okay, we're back in New England. That's yes. like the worst of the drive is over. We're back in New England, and my car decides that it just doesn't want to run anymore. So did we pull? Did we pull we got we got we got off we got off the highway. I think it was overheating is what the deal was. Okay, and so we get we get off and there's a McDonald's parking lot and uh, pulled in the McDonald's and I, I had AAA, right? And uh, the first the first AAA you remember this the first AAA guy comes and basically kind of can't do anything for us. <laughs> like I don't remember that. No, yeah, he he because I thought maybe I had enough enough distance to get me home. And or or go to, basically what was it was going to cost like a fortune to get a tow, uh, essentially. So we sent him away. We didn't we didn't get the tow. We were going to wait till the next morning, you know, to call a local repair shop and hopefully they would tow us for free, which they which they did. But. Right. And, and let's say this: it was winter time. I don't know. Yes, it what, was. It was like it was, like, it was? Like somewhere between Thanksgiving. It was right after Thanksgiving because right. Okay. G- GMC made the Thanksgiving sandwich from leftovers. Right. And it, and it was cold. Yes, and, it was. And the car wasn't running. So we were just sitting in this McDonald's parking lot. I mean, when the car died or, or whatnot, when we were in that parking lot, it was probably, what, we got out of Delaware usually between 11 and midnight. Yeah, this is probably like 3, 4 in the morning-ish, somewhere right. in that neighborhood. Yeah, McDonald's is, isn't open at this point. No, this is the days before every McDonald's was 24 hours. Right, and so we were just kind of... Using our no, we we're using our own body heat. We're we're all stripping down and oh, yeah, getting, yeah. no 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 lots of uh, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, that, you do what you got to do to stay warm in these uh, devastating uh, winter evenings. Talking about lovely movies, like in terms of endearment. <laughs> what <laughs> you don't remember this? No. <laughs> Go go for it. I, I, uh, I don't know if I want to tell this story. I might be making fun of somebody who might listen to this. What do you mean? <laughs> we know a person who talks in a particular manner and has lots of uh, oh, yes. <laughs> vocabulary. Yes, okay. uh, what am I looking for? Uh, um, Quir- uh, verbal verbal crutches. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were talking about that, and that's as far as I'm going with that. Okay, if okay. you want to edit all it out, right, Mike, right. I don't even care. There's no way. <laughs> okay, now I know exactly. We're talking so, about now. Yeah, but uh, and at this point too, like I mean, now we're good friends. At that point, I wouldn't classify us as the best of friends, and I wouldn't have classified me and Tommaso as the best of friends at that point either. Right. So I got two guys in my broken down car. I'm cranky because it's going to cost me a fortune, and at that point, two guys I probably didn't like all that much, <laughs> <laughs> that much. and I'm just stuck overnight in a McDonald's parking lot. 
So, uh, what time did they come? I mean, I remember McDonald's. It must have been like nine. It must have been nine ish, eight nine in the morning when we finally get and out of there. It's, and, it's a Sunday because Saturdays yeah. are the ECWA shows, and so I remember we went to the McDonald's when that opened around six or something like that, and got yeah, got a little breakfast, got a nice breakfast sandwich. And uh, I, remember, we, I don't even remember what restaurant we ate at once we actually got it towed. I believe it was a Friday. Something, something along those lines. I remember spending quite a lo- quite a bit of time in there waiting for the uh, waiting for the, the call. car to be fixed. And yes. uh, yeah, I mean these are the days too. I wasn't making a whole lot of money. Uh, I I never made a lot of money going out well, to Delaware. Not even wrestling wise. I'm talking about oh, like real I life see. wise. Not exactly making a making a killing. I didn't really have credit cards or anything, and it was like. Three hundred and something dollars to fix my car. So That's it was it. a devastating, devastating. Once again, wondering maybe this traveling with wrestling thing isn't gonna be for me because that was a devastating experience on my. Well, I think we got home. It was like six or seven uh, at night. I had to go to work the next day. Uh, you know. So then we're talking to some different people about it and. Uh, and we get the the old thrown line thrown on us. Well, it was a learning experience. <laughs> what the hell did we learn? What did I learn? <laughs> like not to travel to Delaware in a shitbox? Like, <laughs> I think that's was it. Was that the lesson? Was I that the lesson? That get is a, it. Don't wrestle. <laughs> quit wrestling. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, there were many uh, trips to Delaware, and um, back to uh, Tommaso Champa's. Uh, mentor he would consider arch kincaid arch one time we were driving back from delaware and it was very extremely extremely foggy out of nowhere for some reason and we're driving through the fog and and there'd be times where i get a little irritable on these drives i don't know if you're uh, you're aware oh i'm aware i think we talked about this in episode one go back to the pilot um but yeah, there were times where I'd be driving. Uh, I did a lot of the driving and just uh, just trying to get through it. And Arch would come out of uh, his coma every once in a while in the front seat. Yeah, because I mean, the kind of the rule is like everybody stays awake. We all stay awake together, type right, of thing. Right, right. Or That's... at the very least, the guy sitting in the front seat stays awake, and the guy yes. one guy sleeps in the back. So right, of thing. That, that that would be the uh, the general rule for those drives. Would be as long as the co pilot keeps the uh, the pilot alert, then. That's how he did it. And so Arch, on this trip, we were driving. The, the fog was rolling in. We, I could barely see a thing. And Arch's idea was, Crockett, let's, let's pretend we're fishermen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, no, no, we're not going to pretend we're fishermen. No, let's just, we're in the fog. We're, we're on the boat. Let's just pretend we're fishermen. And he just snaps up out, out of a dead sleep and says, let's pretend we're fishermen and that was the last straw for me well, I, that prick is well rested now now <laughs> <laughs> so that yes that was uh there no there'd be no fishermen there'd be no fishermen tales there'd be no uh no ships no boats no fish no nothing let's just complete this drive i might i might have I, and i wasn't on that particular trip i i might have murdered him on that one he might not have made the rest of the trip home uh I, uh, my tolerance for Arch Kincaid was very low uh, in general. Not my favorite person on earth. And that would have been the absolute last straw for me. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned fishermen, Mike. This is, look, yes. That's a tra- transition, as they say in the podcast. We set business. this up, didn't we, beforehand? <laughs> we actually didn't, but no. I think uh, I think it works. There was a time me and you – I think it was – was it just me and you? Me and you? 
I feel like it was just me and you. I was being a bad co-pilot because, and not intentionally, but I just blacked out or whatever. Oh boy! And then all of a sudden, you're pulling into a gas station. Oh uh, yes. And I think I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I think I fell asleep." What's going on? And you, and you reply. I said, "I think it was time for me to rest because I literally was driving. I think we had just crossed the Massachusetts line, and on the Mass Pike, and my I was in such a, my eyes were I was in such a daze that <laughs> I literally saw a giant, like huge metal fish hook." kind of pierced into the road <laughs> into the roadway and that that's what i saw in front of me my eyes just you know blinking i'm blinking fast i can't and just shaking my head trying to trying to unsee it but it was right there a giant huge metal fish hook sticking out of the road and that's when i said it's time to pull over and just uh, get a little bit of shut eye on a. Uh, I didn't see the hook. I was sleeping. <laughs> yes, you were, you, were dead, you were dead to the world, and uh, my eyes were just about dead to the world. So thankfully, we got off the highway, and oh, we uh, would have been dead to the world. <laughs> yes, and uh, that was that was that. Um, yeah, that was that was a weird one. Yeah, that that was just sometimes those drives. It's like four or five in the morning. I think that was one of those ones where we didn't stop at Gary Michael Capetta's house. No, that was where straight it was, through. We would do seven seven hours in the morning, and then seven hours after the show at night. So that, that the was, ecstasy you took didn't help that either. <laughs> <I> mean, but. <laughs> but it was nice. I, I reach over and, and rub your chest, and uh, yeah. it felt really good. Chest, belly, you know. It's, you know. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> another another one of these drives on the road home. Uh, Max Bauer. Max von Bauer, do you mean? Uh, yes, <laughs> Maxwell von Bauer. He was he was a uh, he took a number of those trips with me to uh, ECWA. He was a part of a a German tag team at that time. Yes, Max von Bauer, and uh, I was still doing my referee thing down there for Jim Kettner. Your referee gimmick, you do? Yes, that <laughs> that referee deal, and uh, he. He had an uncle that lived in the general vicinity of, on on that road between Massachusetts and Delaware, somewhere along there. He uh, had an uncle, so he'd stay there. And uh, the uncle had like a like some sort of like uh, he was like a hunter or something. Had some sort of like woodsman sort of like themed home yes, or room or something along those lines. May may not have been a, a moose head sticking on a wall somewhere in that home. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember the trip back. Again, it was winter and uh, very cold. Um, we had just stopped and got a drink. Uh, not too tall and a small. <laughs> Max wasn't ripping beers in the front no, seat? No, 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 no. But we switched. Max was driving uh, after we made this brief stop. We just listened to um, Regulators by uh, Warren G and uh, Nate Dog. We were really fired up and enjoying ourselves, having a great trip. And on the side of the one I wasn't trying to find <laughs> Mr. Warren G. We were singing the whole thing and really enjoying ourselves. And uh, we were, well, we're getting towards the pike and... This one part of the road, we see there's this car going really slow. We're like, what the hell is going on? Why is this car driving so slow? So we were like, all right, screw this. Max just pulled around him into the fast lane. We start speeding down the road. And then we realized why this car was going so slow. This entire stretch of road covered in black ice. 
So we, so he starts zigging and zagging and flipping and flopping, (laughs) and we spin out and and we hit the median. He hit his head on the um, on the windshield, I believe. He had a nice, nice bump on the top facade. Max notoriously does not wear seatbelts. I should have the probably. I think he was wearing a seatbelt. I don't know. I, I've, never, I've never seen Max Bauer. I've, I've driven plenty of places, and I've never seen the man wear a seatbelt. I, I don't know if you mentioned this, but uh, Max Bauer was an NXT for a bit. He was uh, Axel slash Mickey Keegan, for so people are aware. Uh, well, a real garbage human being, if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. And so he, uh, he uh, had a nice sized lump in his head, and the... I remember that car that we passed that was that was inching along pulls up alongside us and like looks in and says, "Are you okay?" And we're like, and I looked over at Max and he's you know he's still he's fine. Uh, so we're like, "Yeah, we're okay." And uh, we were, I think that guy was rubbing it in. Is what I think was happening. Basically, there. it was a woman, but yeah, basically. And uh, so we were like, "Let's let's see if the car is okay." And we we kind of backed away from the median, and the car was okay. It was. Okay, <laughs> it was moving. So and and there was an exit right up on the uh, right. So we kind of uh, we meandered our way off the exit and uh, to a gas station that was right there by the highway and assessed the damage. And it was wasn't uh, wasn't the best. I was driving an SUV at the time. Uh, oh, this is your vehicle. Oh yeah, it was my vehicle. I was picturing yes. Max's little red. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> I should have said that. Yeah, Max was driving my car at the time. Um, my SUV, and it it didn't look that great. Um, as we were stopped at the uh, the gas station, we heard um, like police cars, <laughs> the police cars driving by on the highway. I believe they were going to like to, <laughs> going to, to, to the accident scene, where, where but we left. We pulled we pulled away from the accident scene, and I believe that my front license plate uh, was left at the scene. So if they wanted to find us, they probably <laughs> could. So it says out of time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed it does. Thanks very much. Um, so. As it turns out, we were trying to get back. I believe we were trying to get back to New Hampshire at a reasonable hour because, oh, I know what it was. Sunday night, uh, there was a pay-per-view for TNA Sunday night, and uh, Nikki Rocks was going to be on the pay-per-view. It was like when, when she had first gone to TNA, and we were trying to get back to watch that show. We had actually stayed. Okay, uh, this is I've screwed the entire story up. We had stayed. Oh boy, we had stayed at his uncle's house after the show, and so we stayed there through Saturday night. So we left Sunday afternoon to get home on Sunday night. So we were trying to get home on Sunday night to see this TNA pay per view. Uh, in time to see Nikki Rocks uh, be a part of the show. It's going to be some work done in post on this one, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, we don't have time for that. We we tape this thing the day before it goes out. We don't have time for any editing. So, so needless to say, we didn't make it in time for the uh, for the TNA show. We drove probably between thirty thirty and forty miles an hour on all the way on the right hand lane. All the way down the pike to uh, up to New Hampshire, and uh, that was uh, one of the longest drives. And thankfully, no one got hurt. Max had a nice boo boo, but uh, he survived. And it was a wonderful learning experience. It certainly was. <laughs> it was a good learning experience. Yeah, here's the learning experience. Don't chase your dreams, kids. Get a sensible <laughs> job. <laughs> Go to school, get a sensible job, a nice career, and settle for mediocrity. That's, yeah, that's that, what the lesson is here. Yeah, that that twenty dollars didn't didn't go that far to repair the damages of <laughs> of my vehicle. I think probably one of the coolest uh, 
road trips I ever took was I actually got to go on a, a road trip with Walter Killer Kowalski. Basically so, the godfather of New England wrestling. Right. Yeah. Anyone in New England wrestling can be traced back to Killer Kowalski who is, you know, went far beyond New England in terms of his celebrity. I mean, he was, you know, WWF, well-known around the world. Right. Ter- you know, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, if you, basically, if you don't know who Killer Kowalski is, I'm not sure you're a wrestling fan, and therefore you're probably not even listening to this. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, if you're listening to this, I, I'm sure you know who Killer Kowalski is. And, uh, you know, all of us, I mean, a mentor to us of sorts and, uh, you know, the school we were affiliated with, ultimately, you know, uh, Mike Hollow was the – who was – uh, the trainer at the school I started at was the trainer at Kowalski's, and then Kowalski came over later. Um, so there's basically there was this kid. I don't know if you remember him, Pascal. He was very yeah, vaguely yes. So this this kid was a uh, he came to the school, and he would come from Quebec City, uh, come for the weekends and train on the weekends. And he was also a DJ in Quebec City. So he was putting on a wrestling show in a club up there. No, just DJ Pascal. What was his DJ name? I don't, I don't know what his oh. DJ Pascal. Sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so he puts on this wrestling show, whatever. He books Walter, and then he books a bunch of the guys from Chaotic. Um, myself and and. Uh, Warbeard Hansen uh, were in the car with, with uh, Walter Kowalski and his wife. He's featured in episode eight and nine. Yes. Warbeard yes. Hansen, go back to the I'm actually glad we didn't get into this story now. So yes. we can tell it here. So I was uh, tasked with driving, being the one to drive. And uh, so the entire way to and from, and I'd got some, I actually got some pre warning on don't speed with, with Walter right. <laughs> in the car. He watched the speedometer. He had these big. Do you remember ever seen like the old school like big sunglasses that would fit over like regular eyeglasses? Yes, the, like the huge blocky. Right, right. exactly. Those, so he was wearing those types of sunglasses, and so he's sitting in. And, and I'm showing Mike, and I'll describe it. Describe as I'm as I'm showing Mike, and so he's in the passenger seat, and I'm driving, and he had his head tilted at a little bit of an angle. Just watching the speedometer the whole time. No expressions, not really saying a whole bunch, just watching the speedometer. So here I am, and I'm you know, I'm usually you know, I'm usually Joe freaking cool driving. One, oh, yeah. one hand. No, I had two hands, ten and two, going going the speed limit. Um so it, how, how long is this trip to uh, Quebec City? It's like four and between four and five hours, okay. somewhere in that in that neighborhood. You got to go through like New Hampshire and stuff to to get up there. Um, very the, the trip there was uneventful, other than being scared shitless of Walter watching the speedometer. And if he had to go to the bathroom, it wasn't like he'd give me any sort of pre warning. He would just all of a sudden point and <laughs> get off i gotta take a piss <laughs> like last seconds i have to like sometimes cut across lanes or so other than that though very uneventful uh, on the way up uh we get into quebec and there's some uh discourse immediately with dj pascal the first sign of <laughs> maybe things aren't on uh the, the up, up and up, up here <laughs> because he books uh the four of us in a one-bedroom suite the the four of us now it's it's you it's me and Warbeard and then the Kowalskis so well, Walter and his wife Teresa Teresa yes, yes. Who, who's also passed away so both Walter and Teresa both you know passed away yeah. now um, but so yeah so they weren't happy about that right away because me and Todd were supposed to have a room 
and they were supposed to have a room. Uh, all of a sudden, now it turns into we're in a one bedroom suite, and of course, we're I mean, we're the Kowalskis are going to take the bedroom, right? And uh, me and Todd had to pull out love seat, but oh. I mean, I think we we knew like they would probably go to bed early, and we would probably go out and see the city. So right away, Walt, when, once we got with inside the city limits of Quebec City, Teresa became possessed <laughs> normally like one of the sweetest little old ladies like just picture like your kind of atypical sweet little old grandmother until she got into the city limits of quebec city and then she was a demon because she let this poor kid have it and he just didn't have the money or whatever to get us a separate room so that was going to be the sleeping arrangements uh irregardless so we decided to go get some dinner now walter is a vegetarian Right. Uh, so we find a vegetarian buffet restaurant, which like, there is. I don't eat vegetables, man. Like I'm a. <laughs> but it's like, why don't you just go to a regular buffet and just let him eat the vegetables? He had to go to a vegetarian we buffet. Had, well, because Walter had been there before, <laughs> and okay. knew knew of this place. So we're on the way there. We're getting we're getting there. All of a sudden, we're we're like at the light. We're about to like turn into this place, and Walter rolls down his window, and starts barking. At a dog that's on the street, <laughs> like, like when I'm and I, like just out, of, just out of debt, out of debt, just st- we're just sitting, sitting out, yeah, just sitting on <laughs> a light, nobody's saying anything, and just Walter puts his window down, and, <laughs> just starts barking at a dog. So I just lose it, I lose it. I'm like, I'm in tears, laughing so hard at this point. Uh, so we're eating at this restaurant or whatever. Uh, again, a vegetarian buffet restaurant, which I like. It took me like 25 minutes to even find like one thing I would eat. And like the, the seating area was like two steps down, and Walter falls down the steps what? and like drops his plate of food. Um, so Teresa starts letting the manager of the restaurant have it over how stupid it is to have steps in your restaurant and. Walter was fine. Like Walter was fine, fine with it, no complaints. She again inside the city limits of Quebec City, complete maniac. Uh, so we finish our meal there. We go drop the Kowalskis off for the night because you know they're not, they're not going to come out and go around the city with us. Party, yeah. Well, of sorts. <laughs> Mom and Dad send them back to the room. Yeah, the kids are going to have exactly. some fun. Exactly. So I mean, but it was cool. It was, I mean, we were in a. So I actually got in some hot water with the missus over this one. Oh boy, she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. Oh so no, I'll, she doesn't. So I'll tell the story. Okay, let's go for it. So the the kind of the plan was that we'd go out, we'd see the city, and at the end of the night, we might end up at a. Gentlemen's establishment. Oh boy. Which was a big no no. I actually made a made a call from Quebec City internationally, paid a fortune for it, to call her to tell her, Hey, here's the deal. I told her up front, so she was wasn't happy because we ended up in a strip club. And uh right. I, I spent five dollars Canadian. Five dollars Canadian to tip the doorman because we got hooked up to to go in. Didn't get a lap dance. I should have now that I got bitched at <laughs> so much, but yeah, so um, we get back to the hotel, whatever. Me and Todd got our, our nice, lovely pull-out uh, love seat. Mm-hmm. And we decided, okay, we'll sleep back-to-back. Head to toe? No, 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 head to toe. Just back-to-back. Elaine and her friend, we sleep, sleep, head to toe. But the, the <laughs> genitals still line up. <laughs> <laughs> so, middle of the night, we just hear somebody yelling, Shut the fucking AC off! Shut the fucking AC off! Mrs. Kowalski <laughs> just screaming at us because we had the AC on and she was cold. <laughs> middle of the night. This is the middle of the night. This is like th- we probably get in like one or two, and this is probably like three, four in the morning. So we shut the AC off. So the next morning, I wake up and uh, again we were gonna sleep back to back, 
and Warbeard is almost t- I'm on like the edge of it and Warbeard almost touching me facing me <laughs> keep, keep in mind he got a lap dance the night before so I don't know what he was looking for <laughs> so I get up to the, the, the bathroom I should explain the bathroom so the bathroom had two doors one where we slept and one where the Kowalskis were sleeping and so that was central in the middle between the right two. so I get up to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden I stop because I feel like I've seen a ghost because standing there in his boxer shorts six foot six or seven or however tall right. Walter was no wig on he's bald <laughs> he's bald <laughs> he's bald yeah so Walter without his without his uh, without his hairpiece on uh, and we made eye contact and I immediately no sold it, turned around, and went right back and sat, sat on the love seat. Now, I've heard the only other person to see him without his hairpiece is Triple H. Really? So, hey, maybe I got big things in store for me here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, you know, two of us have seen Walter without his hairpiece now. Uh, but, of course, like, Walter is very protective of that. So, I was obviously like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I saw him without his hairpiece. I, felt, I really felt this was going to be a thing. Yeah. And we just never mentioned it again. So we go to the show. <laughs> we knew it was going to be a disaster because Pascal was very concerned. Um, me and Todd were the first ones there, and we got paid up front. Uh, <laughs> although he, uh, he said he couldn't give us the transportation he promised us, so he just, we just got our 25 bucks each. Uh, he stiffed Walter. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, he gets us all in the meeting, and the cash box was stolen. This is this is his story. This is this is his story. Police were called. Everything like because so nobody got paid. Did you see police? Yeah, yeah. Police showed oh, up. You didn't and, see police. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Police showed up, and they were they were talking to different people, and because uh, there was a, it was this was at like a nightclub that he had rented out, and he actually gave everybody the option of if they still wanted to wrestle or not. And of course, all the guys, a lot of the guys from Chaotic were there, and they had drove up four hours, so they're like, all right, well, I guess we'll still wrestle. Um, but yeah, so he lost the cash. Lost the, the cash box was stolen. Apparently. So you you believe this story? What? Do you, how you feel about the story? Do uh no, I I think he lost his ass and was trying to get away with not paying everybody. Okay, because you hear this very often in wrestling. That yeah, the the ta- yeah. the story is the cash box was stolen. Da, 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 da. Yeah, some sort of yeah. you know some sort some of some sort of version of that malarkey. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Teresa now is beside herself, right. losing her mind again. She falls down some steps. Uh, oh this kid God. that we know this the is, what yeah. a devastating weekend for the Kowalskis. <laughs> the, the Mighty Mini tries to help her up. Mighty Mini was is this guy that was wrestling for Chaotic in a long time. Yeah, you mentioned it before. Yeah, and he uh, she says to him, "Get it's gonna be yeah, there's some salty language in these stories. Uh, get your fucking hands off of me." Oh, she she tells him because she is fired up. Right. So that we, because you know, we, Walter didn't get his uh, Walter full... didn't get it. Yeah, Walter didn't get anything. Uh, Walter really? get, Walter was more concerned with getting. Other may he made sure we got you know we got paid and he was trying to make sure other guys got paid too but that's just the way Walter was right you know he wanted to make sure his guys were taken care of because really all of us were his were his guys we right. all were products of his school um, so here we are now we're leaving Quebec City and now Teresa morphs back into this sweet <laughs> wonderful you know old woman that we know and love and. Uh, we stopped at another lovely buffet on the way home. This one was not vegetarian because they served frog legs. Ooh, okay. Um, it really was a really... Oh, oh I forgot to tell a, a Warbeer Hansen story from the Uh-oh. beginning. So we got stopped at the border. 
right. on, on the way there. And Walter Walter hands me his picture and wants me to hand it to the dude at the window at the border. It, like, and this is like it, his autograph. His he had like autograph like four by six type yeah, of by 10, like thing yeah. he handed out to everybody. And uh, yeah, we got so they pulled us over to the side, uh, and they started asking us questions. And uh, they go, "Has anybody been arrested?" Well, <laughs> Todd had just been arrested. We did, if you we go back and listen to the Todd yeah. Hansen interview, and uh, he had just been arrested because he was driving with a suspended license. So they're holding us up like quite a bit. They're going through all our crap in the car or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like uh, this person must not have known who, who Walter was because other people inside knew who he was and were very enamored with talking to Walter. And um, all of a sudden, <laughs> Walter just loses his mind. God damn it! I do Kowalski, and I'm doing an awful impersonation of him. You know, like just demanding they let us go immediately. We were back in the car within five minutes, and crossing the border. <laughs> right. So now we're coming home, and we're crossing back onto the American side. And he hands me the damn picture again. I'm like, oh man, this didn't go well the first time. So I hand it to the border agent or whatever. And I go, Mr. Kowalski would like you to have this. And the guy, wait. That's Killer Kowalski in there. So he was like, he was all excited, chatted us up a bit, and then waved us on our way. So, right. but I, I think of all the things I'll ever take away from wrestling, that is one of the stories, um, along with like you know the Vince McMahon, John Cena story. But this one in particular, because I did have a personal relationship with Walter, uh, one of the things I will take away from long after I, I stop this is how many people can say they got to go on a road trip to Canada with. Killer Kowalski. Like, that's a pretty damn cool story. I still think one of the biggest regrets, if not the biggest regret that I have in this business, uh, is not getting pictures and not, specifically not getting a picture uh, with Walter before he, before he passed away because I think he meant a lot to a lot of us. But, again, that, that road trip with all the funny stories and all the craziness and right. all the commotion, uh, above all else, I get to go on a road trip uh, with Walter. And Walter kind of had his stock stories that he, that he always told. But if you dug in a little bit and, and asked the right questions, he did have lots of cool stories and just was when walter passed away i think an encyclopedia of wrestling went with them because those are the type of things back in those days not everything was documented not everything was on television not everything uh on the internet right so a lot of information died with walter (laughs) when he went away but very cool very positive experience so for all the crazy negative experiences that we've already talked about this one overall very positive and something i will literally cherish you know and and until i die someday hopefully like a long time from now very long time from now (laughs) i think you can't really top that one can you you can't really top the kowalski canada story no i mean that was it was i mean how many road trips you take with legends (laughs) my man well, I mean, there's anyone taking a road trip with me. Well, you know, well, I mean, I mean, I can't top it unless I, unless, except for the trip to Delaware with surly Mike Crockett. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the hashtag then. Let's go right to, right to the hashtag. PDA for BDA. That is the hashtag. Tweet it at BDA underscore radio. Tweet it at Crocsox. That's C-R-O-C-K-S-O-X. How about at Brian Malonis? And he spelled Malonis, M-I-L-O-N-A-S. We'll Thank you. Yes, use that hashtag, PDA for BDA, and we'll mention you on the podcast. Steve King's back, at Strangler Steve on Twitter. He says, at Croc Socks and at Brian Malonis, make my Mondays with at the W-P-A-N. Thanks for the mention, Mike. Brian makes me feel old. Last week we talked about uh, old NWA New England stories. <laughs> you being in the front row watching Just a young buck. 
Yes, and he says, uh, "Thanks for mutton." <laughs> and we always like love it. we always love a good Seinfeld reference here on oh, the yeah. uh, wrestling podcast about nothing. Big Woody checking in again. Big Woody at Apt L Wood on Twitter, and he talked about the Warrior promo a little bit. He said it's truly a promo about nothing, and I think we can agree with that. Uh, last week's promo about nothing with the Ultimate Warrior, and he lets us know that APW is in intense negotiations for a pizza battle between the Playboy and Big Bear. Big that. <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. Faint no, of heart. No, 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 no. Yes. I feel. I feel like if that were filmed for like TV or something, they would have the. Uh, remember, you know, uh, remember how WWE used to uh, put like the uh, digitized like kind of <laughs> the big the big red X yeah. on the screen. <laughs> like you'd just be over the over like their faces, so you can't see the like, like the disgustingness that is happening. <laughs> oh my goodness I mean I, I said last week let's make sure we uh I get footage of that but I'm not sure if I want to see footage of that that it's, it's perverse that, yes really very much so uh also the uh, big Woody had a correction for us last week Brian you yes were, uh, I screwed it up yes the APW event on July 31st that's uh, Yankee homecoming correct correct yes a new report the first half is at 10 a.m. And the second half of the show is at 1 p.m., not 2 p.m., as you mentioned last week. Right, and we will talk about that in a little bit. All right, let's go on to Steven at HHHGuy2004, checking in once again. He says, MySpace is still a thing for creepy music and creepers who don't have any friends. We talked about... That's not very nice. With that said, Mike, how's your MySpace doing? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked that in quite a while. I, I, I'm not sure I uh, know the password anymore. Is it still... Can you get in there and... Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be approaching a decade or so. I don't know. Yes, but we talked about all the ways that you can share the uh, wrestling podcast about nothing with your uh, friends, family, and following. And MySpace could be one of those ways if you're... Uh if you're feeling uh, up for it, go to on, go on MySpace, share uh, the wrestling podcast on nothing, and uh, see what they say over there. We like creepers. Listen, we we do the creepers. We can be creepers ourselves on occasion. But uh, okay, TK at thog ninety four on Twitter. Uh, he says, "Which Malonis brother would win a pizza eating contest?" Jimmy. Jimmy, there's the answer. I can't keep up with him. Kid's a beast. The Playboy. The Playboy. The Playboy. The Playboy would. That's the one thing Jimmy is probably better than me at. Everything else, not so much. It's, oh my god, that's what you're, that's what you're going with, huh? The um, I'm giving him some credit. He's a fat bastard. He can out eat me. <laughs> <laughs> I know we might we might have to uh, we might have to test this theory a little uh, down the line, maybe someday. The uh, Malonis versus Malonis pizza eating contest. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that video if uh, you do a video I propose to you, Mike. What's that? Hey, hey, I want to do some video content for us that we can put on YouTube. Mike Crockett is very hesitant. Tweet at CrocSocks if you would like to see the, the WPAN fellas, me and Mike, do some funny videos because I think we have some good stuff. Well, uh-huh. I've had come up with some good ideas. Mike's very resistant upon it. Well, yeah, let's, let's see if there, we can get some uh, Twitter buzz. Yes. So uh, you say Jimmy wins a peace inning contest. I say uh, the jury's still out. We'll have to do that to really uh, determine a winner. Okay. New new fans, new people, new people joining us yeah. here at uh, PDA for BDA. Mike Coughlin, my good friend, Mike Mongoose. I miss him at Fenway Park. He used to uh, he used to be a vendor at Fenway Park. He would give me free Papagino's pizza. Whoa. Wait a minute. I thought yes. you were going to say free hot dogs. 
Free pizza. He gave me free. Yeah, he. That's a good. That's a whole other animal. Yeah, the uh, the Papagino personal pizzas. He come around with those, and he'd uh, give me those. I don't hope I'm not gonna get him in trouble with his. Hey, uh, why why are you mentioning Papaginos? They didn't pay us any money. That's true. No yeah. Free plugs. It was a generic uh, pizza product that uh, Mike Coughlin, aka Mike Mongoose. He is at Mike Mongoose one two three on Twitter. He's uh, out there in a Holly Weird now, out there in La La Land, uh, and uh, he's uh, catching up with the uh, fellas back home at the WPAN. He said, finally caught up on at the WPAN podcast. Can't sing its praises enough. Croc Sox and Brian Malonis entertain in every ep. Hashtag PDA for BDA. Hashtag subscribe. Thanks very much, Mike Mongoose. Uh, it's uh, great to hear from you, and we hope you continue to support us out there on the West Coast. Yeah, Cali. Also checking in, Mike Mills. That's at Mike504Saints on Twitter. The host here. of uh, Book in the Territory podcast. Another, uh, another uh, Mike, Mike, a friend of the podcast. Another podcast that, uh, that we like uh, here at the WPAN. So give those guys a listen. Uh, you know, Book in the Territory. Good stuff. Good wrestling content. Entertaining guys. Funny as hell. Yes, he says it's another great show this week. Keep it up and look for the Brian Malonis episode to hit at BTT underscore podcast. Uh, July 12th or 19th. Ah, see? Look so at that. So that's when the Brian Malonis episode of Booking the Territory is coming I'm up. I'm sure we well well uh, publicized on uh, my personal social media as well as the WPAN social these, media. These guys in my house in here, they, they actually record their episodes in advance and have a little have a little lead time. <laughs> it seems like we're kind of flying here by the seat of our pants. Come on, we're not flying by the seat of our pants. Come on. It would be nice to have uh, you know maybe a couple of episodes built up and not have to do this on Sunday and then release the next day. You don't like seeing me? Well, no, I love seeing you. I love seeing you. But I guess this is the way to get the most up to date and current content on a. Uh, I feel WP. like we need to have a talk off the air, Mike. What's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. Oh, brother. Become a part of the BDA radio family. Please leave a comment, ask a question, or just let us know you're listening by using the hashtag PDA for BDA on Twitter. Okay. Promo about nothing. How you doing over there, big guy? I'm all right. You want to fire it up? Yes. It, this promo about nothing is from November of 1985. Ooh, I, was like, I was like turning four years old. Really? Wow. I was uh, not. Oh, I was about to turn 10. You're an old bastard. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so this guy right here and his manager, I would say uh, adult Mark's favorite professional wrestler, Magnificent Morocco, and his manager, Mr. Fuji. But on this night, Mr. Fuji was uh, going to be donning the tights. They're going to they're gonna have a match, a tag team match against... Uh, well, a team that we will uh, hear about right here in this promo about nothing from November of 1985. All right, man. We're going to be right back with more exciting action back at Madison Square Garden Monday night, November the 25th, 8 p.m. start. In the meantime, this Friday night out in Uniondale, Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum, 8 p.m. start, Hulk Hogan to meet Jesse, the body, Ventura for the heavyweight title. Come on in if you would. Don Morocco, Mr. Fuji, gentlemen, on Friday night out at the Nassau Coliseum, it is going to be the tandem of Ricky Steamboat and the Junkyard Dog, Mr. Fuji. Uh, so, <laughs> Steamboat sound, you've been suffering, right? You've been making a fool of yourself on TV, right? On the hand of magnificent one, 
And yours truly, Mr. Fujisan. So now, to save the embarrassment, or say, say, you doing junkyard doggy, son. <laughs> How sweet it is, boy, son. You will pay more. All right, sir. Don Morocco, certainly you can add to the comments of Mr. Fujisan. We have a steamboat. See, what we have here is a steamboat who's looking for a friend. So what does the steamboat do? He goes out and finds a dog. Isn't this a wonderful little story for all you little boys and girls? Wonderful, wonderful, just wonderful. So when the steamboat finds the dog, <laughs> dog sniffing all over the place, going all over the grounds, all over the place, and you know he's been there because he's messy and you step all over him. You have a steamboat and a dog. And you have Mr. Fuji and Magnificent Morocco, you think. And we don't leave things all over, do we? You like the number? Yeah, 64. 64. Yeah. Don't get cute with me now. No, I'm not. Don't get cute with me. Because it's all numbers. It's all time. Time and numbers and space. 64. Maybe 65. But maybe 46 in somebody else's eyes. And we're going to be in your face. Thank you, gentlemen. I can't thank you enough. Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji. Nassau, this Friday night. Fans, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Okay, so, so just before we, if you, if you're only listening to the audio and you don't go back and watch the video, that's uh, the link to the uh, to the video is on the description of the uh, of the episode. But 64 was referenced to Morocco's shirt. He was wearing a a football jersey that said 64 on it. So Mean Gene mentioned that and he was going to work that into the promo, and he did so in a. Uh, Elegant way. Well, which what, what was it to you, Mike? Was it 64, 65, 46 in your eyes? Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? It's all about numbers, numbers, and time, and space. You know, some of these, I'm starting to realize or see a common a common thread among some of these horrible promos we listen to. It's all about numbers. And, and that's, all these guys are trying to get cute, and they're trying to, like, promo is storytelling, and it's like they're trying to tell, like, these elaborate stories that just, are horrible. Like I literally don't know what he was going for. Steamboat and a dog, and like they don't make a mess, do they? <laughs> the, you know he was there because you stepped all over him. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he was referencing that the dog may have defecated uh, all, all over the place, no, 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 and, no. Cl- and the steamboat who was his friend somehow didn't clean it up. And uh, but there's Mister Fuji and Don Morocco who don't poop on the ground, <laughs> and, and um, I'm not quite sure how it all relates to professional wrestling. That I mean, if, if you're not going to go see that match at Nassau Coliseum now after that promo, then I don't know what to tell you, folks. <laughs> I. I some of this stuff I can't believe, uh, as as our as our good friend uh, Matt Spectro uh, referenced in uh, his interview, which episode is episode four. four yeah, uh, how did this stuff make air? Yeah, they just <laughs> did so much content for these local localized promos that they just they had so much to do and in so little time they just one take it's done they ship it out it's gone forever. But it's not gone for when the, when the internet is concerned. No, thank you. Thank you, YouTube, <laughs> for existing. Thank you, YouTube. And as I said, once again, uh, you can check out the video, see that all through the link in the description of this episode. Okay, Brian, nothing happenings. And uh, that is not probably the best title for this because it's always something happening when it comes to the kingpin because you are crisscrossing this great nation of ours hitting the highways and byways plying your trade 
as a professional wrestler, and I'm going to assume at this point, uh, basically, you have dates. Oh, I got dates. My, yes? I always have dates, my man. And, I, and I'm going to wrestle, too. Oh. Huh? How dare you? Uh, huh? It really is a good thing she doesn't listen, uh, listen to this podcast, No, date right? me with the wife. Oh, okay. Come on. All right. Come on. Yeah, so, Friday night, July 15th, in Brockton, Massachusetts. Yes. I return. Top Rope Promotions. All right. The Top Rope Lethal Lottery or Top Rope Lottery. Uh, The fans are going to pick the matches. How about that, Mike? The fans are going to pick the matches. Random matches. Fans pick two guys, and they go in the ring and wrestle. Pretty cool concept. But that's going to be Friday night. So you don't know who you're wrestling. Don't even know who I'm wrestling. Friday night, July 15th, Brockton, Mass. Check out Top Row Promotions on Facebook. That's where they put all of their info. Uh, then the 17th, uh, Sunday, July 17th, a double header with uh, Evolve and Beyond Wrestling. Uh, Beyond Wrestling is at 2 p.m. Uh, it's at the Melrose Memorial Hall. Uh, so that, that'll be a cool. That'll be a cool double event there. Big building, great building. Uh, JT Dunn, Donovan Dijak, Chris Dickinson will all will all be there in attendance. Uh, Zach Saber Jr. from the WWE Cruiserweight Classic will be there as well. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa at uh, the night show is is evolved 7 p.m. Uh, there's going to be some Cruiserweight Classic showcase matches. Cruiserweight yes. Classic showcase matches will be on that night card. So a doubleheader, evolve and beyond wrestling. I'm on the 2 p.m. show, two and seven. Cool, come check that out. Then Friday night. July 22nd, I'm back with Top Rope Promotions uh, in Wareham, Massachusetts. Find them on on, uh, Facebook for all the details. How about this one, Mike? We'll go into August a little bit here. What? A new place the Kingpin is going. What about the 31st, though? Thank you. Thank July you, Mike. 31st. We Woo. talked about this. You almost, Woo. Woody, he almost did it again. Woo. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm tired, Mike. I'm all beat up from the pig roast yesterday. <laughs> Me and Demon Ortiz just whooping everybody's butt at cornhole. I'm tired. Yeah, so we got on July 31st. This is on Sunday, July 31st. Yankee Homecoming, Old Fashioned Sunday, Newburyport. 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Thank you. On the 1 p.m. show, the rematch that everybody in New England wants to see. The Kingpin Brian Malonis versus Ring of Honor star Donovan Dijak. Will I get my revenge, Mike? Will I get my revenge? You tell me. Well, I can't tell you. Come on. No spoilers. Oh. <laughs> wait, you know? Wait, th- wait, this isn't on the up and up? Come also, on. though, hey, so I got... I got Two events that day, ten and one with uh, with Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Check them out, AtlanticProWrestling dot com, and also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, then that evening, six p.m. Beyond Wrestling at Fet Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island, American Rana, twenty sixteen. The full card is up on on Facebook, on social media. Uh, for Beyond Wrestling. The main event that night, which uh, yours truly will be officiating, Oh, Donovan Dijak versus Chris Dickinson versus JT Dunn. Chris Hero also on this card. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, uh, all sorts of big names. Head on over uh, to find Beyond Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, and the full card for American Rana 2016 is up. Uh, so go check that out. Now I can get to okay. to August 6th. And the Kingpin going to someplace new. Someplace I've never been before. 
heading to Western Massachusetts out in South Hadley, Massachusetts. Oh. Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling, Saturday night, August the 6th. The Kingpin is coming to Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. How about that, Mike? Wow, my ending, own stomping grounds. Yes, ending the nothing happening segment with a new and exciting place the Kingpin is going. Check out Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on Facebook for all the details. And uh, email brymalonis at comcast.net if you'd like to book the Kingpin. On yes, book event. the hashtag book the Kingpin. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm kind of freaking good at this professional wrestling thing. That's what they say. All I right. I can't be slammed. $1,000 says so. All right. Special shout out as we wrap up here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Episode 11. Shout out to the podcast with little talent, but lots of extra belly fat. A man walks into an arm bar. BDA radios, MMA podcast hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Ammon Jr. Find them at BDAradio.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you don't subscribe to the man walks into an arm bar podcast, the playboy will make you pay. Like money or something or pizza? Oh, pizza! Pizza's good. Yes, make sure you check out the um, recent episode of A Man Walks Into an Arm Bar with uh, Playboy Jimmy James as a special guest alongside uh, Chad and Paul. And I guess maybe he'll be making future appearances on that program. They come. Uh, oh, I'm sure they'll have some big episodes coming up here because we are right on the uh, precipice of UFC, UFC 200. So that's uh, I think next uh, next Saturday night. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm sure this week's episode of A uh, Man Walks Into an Armbar will be a big one. I'm sure they'll be talking all things UFC 200 uh, uh, on their episode, which drops on Tuesdays, I believe. Yes, new episodes on Tuesday at bdaradio.com and anywhere else you uh, get your podcasts. Okay, follow at the WPAN. That is the official wrestling podcast about nothing. Twitter at the WPAN. Follow the sponsor of this program at BDA underscore radio, please. And follow me. I'm at Crocsox. And the kingpin is at Brian Malonis. Use that hashtag PDA for BDA and get a shout out on an upcoming show. And for all your MMA and pro wrestling talk, go to BDARadio.com. Okay, that is it. Road stories, promo about nothing. This is the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, Episode 11. We will see you next Monday. Happy Independence Day. Happy 4th. Be safe out there, everybody. We'll see you next week. I am Mike Crockett. He is the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. And thanks for nothing. Nothing.